Three lines from the top of Just a quick recap. The Gemara brought a machlekes. If a ger married a woman after he became a ger, and then they got divorced, or the ger died, can his brother, who is also a ger, marry his brother's ex-wife? So Rabbi Achaba Yaakov said it is muto, and Rabbi Shisha said it is also to marry her. And this machlekes was where they were, and certainly on a derisive level, it is muto to marry her, since we have a klal that ger shinskai kakotin shenerul dummy, and they're certainly not related. And the only Machlekes is if there is a zero, since people see a brother marrying his brother's wife and will think this is mutter even by a regular Yisrael. And we explained that there is no Machlekes where there are only paternal brothers, since everyone knows that a guy has no paternal relationship, and even more so, they understand that Stama Bidiskovim is a Zayna, and likely they aren't even paternal brothers at all, and therefore they won't confuse this with a regular case of Yisrael. And if they are only paternal brothers, then Lefidulish the Kamo, even Rabbi Yaakov agreed that it would be also, we would make a and Lefidl first Lashon, the only Machlekes is if there is a reason for the Xerah where there are full-fledged brothers, both Mina Av Umina Aim. And Lefidl Lishnachrina, Rabbi Achabiakov is even Mata in a case where there are only maternal brothers, since all know that Gerim are different, since Gershon is Gai Dami, and they are related, and therefore there is no reason for the Xerah. And in the course of our discussion, we also mentioned that even in a case where we don't have a din of Gershon is Gai Dami, so for example, where was Harasa Shalai Bekusha, Valay Dasta and there is certainly a maternal relationship. However, this child would not be connected to his biological father, who is a guy, because the Torah was mafgir them and did not consider the child of a guy to have any relationship with their father. And as we will see in a moment, this is irregardless of the fact that Stama is come as because even if we would be 100% certain that there was no znus, for example, a woman and a man were locked in the jail together, and therefore certainly this is the right father, we still would not consider the child to be related to his biological father. And we begin Agamara, Am Rav, Rav states, Hadam Rabbanan in Avla Mitri, that this thing that we just mentioned in Akdama, that a Mitri or a Goy doesn't have any relationship with his father, don't say it's a Svara because they're Shtufi Bezima, and therefore you're not sure who the father actually is, but maybe if you actually knew who the father is, for example, like the case that we gave in Akdama, where a man and woman were both in jail, and therefore he's certain that this is actually his biological father, and therefore it's Avadai. And maybe over there we would say that there is some relationship between a father and a child. Even if it's a case where you know for certain that this is the biological father, we still say that there is no relationship between the father and the child that are goyim. And Rashi says over here that when we said in Avlamitri, that's talking about a case even where we don't say that Gershon is guy For example, a case of and there is a relationship between this child and the mother. However, over here we still would say that the father is not related to the child. And the Gemara brings right because in the case we have two brothers that are twins that came from one tipa and it's split into two and we still said before in the Sefer that even in that case when you know that these two brothers are definitely brothers and even if it was that we still say that there is no so it must be because the Torah says that we do not have paternal relationships by Goyim, and these brothers are not considered Achim and Av, and that's why Yibam and Chalisa doesn't apply.
And what's the makar for this din? A pasuk in Yecheskel dechsev, as it says in the pasuk, b'sachamar and b'sarin. Their basa is like the basa of a donkey. Vizir mastusim zir masam, and their zera is like the zera of a horse. And Rashi says zir mas zera shu yoyu kechayitz kizera mayim hamakaleach bekayach, just like a fountain of water that springs out with strength. And the Gemara now goes back to the machlekes between Rav Acha Yaakov and Rav Sheshis if a ger is allowed to marry his brother's wife or not. And we saw Rav Acha Yaakov said it's muto, and Rav Sheshis said it's also. And as we explain. This is based on Exera, how we gaze up to the case of Israel. And the Gemara starts, Tashma Abin Yerai, the Amra Biesi, or Biesi stated, Maisa Beniftis Agar. It was a story with Niftis, who was a Gar, Shinasa Eshisacha Mi'imai, and he married his maternal brother's wife, Uba Maisa Lefechacham, and the story came in front of Chum, and they said, Ain't Eshis Lager, there is no problem, and they agreed it was a proper marriage because there is no Eshis to a Gar. And before the Gemara gets to the Raya, the Gemara now says, If you just said a Lush, that ain't Isha's Lager, there is no marriage for a Ger. It's Mashman that there is no Isha's for any Ger, and of course that can't be. Of course, Gerim could get married. And the Gemara therefore explains the Brysa, let's explain, ain't Issa Isha's Achlager, that what the Brysa meant to say is that the reason why Niftis could get married to his maternal brother's wife is because there is no Issa Isha's Ach by Gerim. And the Gemara says, My glab, the Nosba Ach Shuger, it must be that Niftis Hager's brother married this woman while he was already a Ger, and since it was a regular marriage that he he was already Yisrael, and we still say that Niftis could marry her, so we see that even where it was only your maternal brother's wife, you're allowed to get married. And we said, according to the Lishna Basra, that Rav Shesha says it would be us in that case, and according to the Lishna Kama, Rav Akhaba Yaakov also agreed that in the case of a maternal brother's wife, they are not allowed to marry their wife, because we do have Xero over there, so it would be a Kasha according to Lishna Kama, both on Rav Shesha as well as on Rav Akhaba Yaakov. And the Gemara says, Lord, that that's not the case, did not the case over here was not where it was the maternal brother that got married after they became Garen because in that case all would agree according to Lishna Kamra that you would actually be Asa to this woman because we make Xera and according to Lishna Basra Rav Sheshis would say that it would be Asa however over here we're talking about a case that his brother got married while he was a guy and after they became Garen he actually never lived with her for the purpose of getting married again and since they weren't married while they were Jewish so therefore there was no actual issues between this woman and his brother, and that's why Niftis Hager was able to marry her because she wasn't actually his brother's wife. And as Rashi says, from the point that they became Gerim, he never had relationship with her. And therefore, his brother never really had Kedushin. And that's why it was Mutter for Niftim Hager to get married to this woman. And the Gemara asks, if you're telling me that the case is where his brother was only married to this woman when he was so of course it's not considered his brother's wife, and what would be the Havmina? On that Gemara says, you may have a Havmina, then maybe we should make a Xera and say that we should not allow a Ger to marry his brother's wife in this situation because maybe he'll come to marry his brother's wife even in a case where his brother married this woman after he was already a Ger and that would be a proper marriage. And over there, Rav Sheshis, according to both Lashonis and Rav Achabayakiv in the first Lashon, certainly hold that it's us to marry her, at least in Rabbanon. And therefore, maybe we should make a Xera, Kamash one, that we don't make such a Xera. And that's why Niftim was able to marry his brother's wife since he was actually not married to her. And the Gemara continues with a similar raya against Rav Sheshis in the first Lashon and the second Lashon and against Rav Achaba Yaakov in the first Lashon as well. Because the Amma Ben Yasin Ben Yasin said when I went overseas I found that it was a ger that married his maternal brother's wife and that I told him my child who gave you this heta Amali and this ger told me 
knew a story with a woman and her seven sons that became Gerim, and all of these seven children married each other's wives. And on on this bench, Rabbi Kiva sat for Amishnaidvarim, and he told us two dinim. Number one, he told us Ger that a Ger is allowed to marry his maternal brother's wife, and that's why there was no problem for these seven Gerim to marry each other's wife. But Amani also told us when the Pasuk tells us in Yoyna that Kajbar who spoke to Yoyna a second time, it's telling us that the Shechina spoke to Yoyna a second time, but the Shechina never spoke to Yoyna a third time. And we will get back to this point in a moment. But the Gemara continues with this Dryak. We learned in the words of Rabbi Kiva that a Ger is allowed to marry his maternal brother's wife, which is against Rav Sheshis and against Rav Achba Yaakov in the first Lashon. And once again, it must be that this brother married this woman when he was already a Ger, and therefore there was already Ishus, and still Rabbi Kiva said that it's mutter for you to marry your maternal brother's wife. Once again, we're talking about a case where the Ger married this woman while he was a Ger, and he never had been with her afterwards, and therefore they really weren't married as Jews. And once again, the Gemara asks, What's the Chiddush? The Gemara says, Exactly as we said before. And the Gemara continues and asks on this story, how could it be that Ben Yasin came and brought an Edis from this Ger that said a testimony from Rabbi Kiva, but how could it be that this Ger would be Neman if this Edis they saying over from Rabbi Kiva is completely self-serving and he's Negei Bedava? And the Gemara brings, If a Tamachacham is always passing a certain Halacha, If he says it prior to a certain Maisa coming to him, then you can listen to Tamachacham. Then Lav, if he didn't say this Halacha before, and, and all of a sudden that exact mice happens and now he's in the game of and now he says that I have a story or I have a mice that happened before and I could bring a right from that in Shemla you can't listen to what he says so how can it be that we would listen to this ger the Gemara answers three to roots of either we could say that this ger was always saying this psak and it wasn't that he was saying this psak only at this moment or it's because he said that there was a story with a woman and her seven children and Rashi says he brought a riot from beforehand, and therefore it wasn't something that happened at this moment. Over here, he didn't only say over something from Akiva that was only Negea to something that happened at this moment. However, he said something else, and therefore, since he aired in that part of the story, it must be that it was true. As Rashi says, and the Gemara goes back, and Rabbi Kiva said that the Shechina spoke with Yoyna a second time but he never spoke to him a third time but we have a Pasuk and this Pasuk is in Sefer Malachim Beis and it says and the Pasuk is discussing Yeruvim ben Yoyesh who was a king and it says that he returned the boundaries of Klai from Levi Chamas to Yomar Rava and the Pasuk tells us that he did this based on the words that HaKadosh Baruch Hu spoke with Yoyin Ben Amitai. So we see that Yoyin Ben Amitai spoke to HaKadosh Baruch Hu a third time. And the Gemara answers two to roots of Amr Ravina. Ravina states, Al Iskin Nin Vekama, Yin Chanami Yoyin Ben Amitai had multiple Nivuas. However, when it says that he only spoke to HaKadosh Baruch Hu twice, that's only referring to the Nivuas that he had regarding Ninvei. And Rav Nachba Yitzchak Rav Nachba Yitzchak states that really HaKadosh Baruch Hu only spoke to Yoyin twice. And Hachikama in the Pasuk that it discusses by Yerav Ben Yoyish, and it says over there, Kidva Hashem Hashadi Bebiyad Avde Yoyin it doesn't mean that Yeroham ben Yoyesh received a nevuah through Yoyna ben Amitai. It means that 
Shem Shenefach Lidnunve Miralu Taiba, just like Yoyna Ben Amitai, through Nunvu Avakash Barhu, he was able to change the hearts of Ninve and turn them from bad to good. Kachbi Me Yoravan Ben Yoyesh, Nepach Lam Lisol, Miralu Taiba, also during the time of Yoravan Ben Yoyesh, where the people of Taisal were Rishayim, at some point they did Chuva and changed from bad to good. And in top Taisis, Taisis is that Lukhir, the Pasuk in Yoyna says, Vayayma Shema Yoyna, Ha hate of Kharalach Alakakayin, Vanila Achasal Ninve. So we see that Kaj Barhu spoke to Yoyna a third time. So Taisis says, to Tarutzim, his last heart says, that Nevuah happened on the same day, and it's considered as one Nevuah. And the Gemara continues, Tashma, bring your right from a Brice, it is a Ger whose conception was, but he was born, so then he has a relationship with his mother, however, he doesn't have any relationship to his father. And the Brice asks, how is this relevant? If he married his older maternal sister, and she also became a Geras, then the din is that they can't stay married. And Rashi explains, even though, of course, it's not his real sister, as since she was as she was older, so certainly she was and there is no relation. However, it's Xerah because maybe he'll marry his sister that was born after the Geras, and therefore she's a full-fledged Jew, and since both he and her were so certainly it's his full-fledged sister, and therefore, of course, he'd be Asatar. And as Rashi says, the Bahi Ikakaris, the latest name, Bikdusha, Bachisagmurum, and Aimhav, Yokisraelish, Yolda Ben Obas. And therefore, the Rabbanan even made Xera that you can't marry your older sister that you really have no relationship to. The Rashi continues and says, that if a Ger marries his paternal sister, then he's actually last day married to her. And the reason over here is because there is no relationship, and even if you want to marry his paternal sister that was born after he became a Ger, and after his father became a Ger, that would also be fine because there was never a relationship between him and his father, and it's not based on the din of Gersh and his guy, Kakatan Shinoel Dami. And the Brisa continues, that we also go that you're not allowed to marry your father's maternal sister. And Rashi says, because maybe in this case, there could be a situation where Ger will think he's allowed to marry his maternal sister, even if the sister was born to his mother, and it was her Bikdusha Vilaydasa Bikdusha. And over there, of course, since both of them were Leidasa Bikdusha, therefore, of course, they share a mother, and of course, it would be an Isidraisa to go and marry that sister. And we continue on that Tzadik Chesam and Beis, However, a Ger that was Hayrasi Shloy Bikdusha, Leidasa Bikdusha, can marry their father's paternal sister, and the reason is because even if your father would have a daughter after he became a Ger, you would not have any relation with her, and there would not be an Isidraisa, and therefore, there's no reason for the Gzera. And the Brisa now continues and discusses a person's aunt that is his mother's sister. And the Gemara says, that a ger that was Harasi Shlaibakusha, cannot marry his mother's maternal sister, his aunt from his mother. And the reason is because over there, since there's a connection to your mother, so you may think that not only can you marry your mother's maternal sister, but someone may confuse it and think that you're allowed to even marry your mother's daughter that she had after she became a girl. And of course, that would be an Isidraisa. And Minaav, if it's your mother's paternal sister and a ger that was Harasi wants to marry her. So over here, there's a machlekes. Ramea says, even though we said before that your father's paternal sister, you're allowed to go and marry, that is specifically over there where there is no maternal connection at all and therefore there's no reason for the xera. But over here, since there is some sort of maternal connection because it is your mother's paternal sister, but it is from your mother, so therefore, there is a reason for this xera. The chum say over here, we're not going to go and make the xera because the maisa, it's your mother's paternal sister and you won't 
won't come to confuse and think that you'll let him marry your mother's daughter. And the Gemara explains this point to Ramea as we explain, because Ramea stated, any time there's an erva, where there is some sort of connection to your mother, then we do make the gzira, and therefore the din will be yaitzi. However, if the connection is only a paternal connection and there is no connection to a maternal side at all, then the din will be that you could be yakayim and there is no gzira at all. And up until this point, this Bryce has no connection to our sugya. However, the Bryce continues and says, and this ger would be mutter to his maternal brother's wife, meaning his sister in law. And he's also going to be mutter to his aunt, his father's brother's wife, and all other rice would also be mutter him. That includes his father's wife. And the Bryce continues, let's say there's a ger that was married to a woman and her daughter. And of course, that was when they were all goyim. And the din is that once they all become then he could stay married to one of them, but he would not be able to stay married to both of them. And the reason is, of course, because even though Medurisa, there is no relationship between this woman and her daughter because they were both Geirim and Kekotashinodami. However, Medurabonon, it looks like he's married to a woman and her daughter, and that would be Asa. And the Braisa ends off, However, you should not get married. And what exactly these last three words mean, the Gemara will explain in a moment. And the Braisa continues, Let's say a Ger was married to his wife prior to becoming a Ger, and then they both become Geirim, so the din would be that if his wife dies, he's allowed to marry his mother-in-law, since of course his wife was Kekotan Shanel Dami, and there is no connection between her and her mother. And Rashi says, the Kule Haile Goz Rabbanon, the Rabbanon did not make a Gzir in this case, and we'll have to understand what the Chilik is between this case and the case of a mother and a daughter, and we will explain this in the Gemara later on. And some learners Braisa, that Mesa Ishtai, then Asa Bechamaisa, you would actually be Asa to your mother-in-law, and there is a reason for the Gzir, which we'll discuss in a moment. Now the Gemara goes back to the Raya, Tani Mias, we said in this case, that a ger that was is mutter to his maternal brother's wife. And my love, the Nazbachukeshuger, that it must be the case is where your brother married this woman when he was already a ger, and therefore there was a valid marriage over here. And even so, the Brisa told us that you're allowed to marry your maternal brother's wife, which is of course against the dinner of Rav Sheshis, according to both Lashinus, and against the dinner of Rav Achbayakov, according to the first Lashin. And Rashi just points out at the top of the Amid, the fourth wide line, and even if this is your maternal brother's wife, and this brother was also born as a guy and then became a ger, and we say gersh and his guy could cut the and therefore there's no connection between you and your brother. And Rashi is bothered that why don't we say that you should be asked to marry her based on exera that maybe you come to marry your brother's wife, even though that brother was born after your mother became a gerus, and therefore it actually is connected to you because you were a hirasa shleibikdusha v'leidasa and this brother was Hirasa Bikdusha Vilaidasa Bikdusha. And in that case, you're full fledged maternal brothers. And in that case, there would be an Isidurisa to marry his wife. And Rashi says, The only time we made the Xira is by craving. For example, as we had at the beginning of the Brisa, all the cases were that you now marry his sister. However, by th- something weird, the only reason why you Asa is because of an Isha's issue, like here, where the reason why you Asa to your brother's wife is not because of a direct korva, but it's because she got married to your brother. In those cases, we don't make a gzera. And in any case, the Gemara at this point is bothered that l'chayra from this b'risa we see that a person allowed to marry his maternal brother's wife, which is of course against the din of Rav Sheshis in both l'shaynas and against the din of Rav Achabayakov in the l'shnekama. On that, the Gemara answers, as we said before, loy, that's not the case over here. The Nazbuk Shuaiv Kavim, we're talking about a case where this brother married her when he was a guy, and he never remarried her once he became a girl. So the Gemara asks, my 
Tema, if that's the case, then of course you're allowed to marry her. The Gemara Maybe over here we should make a zero, and you should not be able to marry her because maybe you'll get confused and think this would be the same din if you became a ger. Kamash one, that there is no reason for this zero. And the Gemara now finishes discussing Rashashashis and Rabach Bayakim, and it goes and discusses the Bryce itself. We said in this Bryce, Nasa Ishobita, if a guy married a woman and her daughter, then the Bryce is stated, once they all become Gerim, then you can stay married to one of them. However, you can't stay married to the second one. And as we explained, because even though Midaraisa, they're not considered related to each other, because this mother and daughter are both Kikat and Shinnel Dami. However, Midrabana, we made Xerah because we were nervous that maybe a person will think that a regular Jew can also marry a woman and her daughter. And the Gemara then said, However, you can't get married. We just said, even if you got married, we forced you to get divorced. Then, of course, you're not going to marry her. The says, is not going back in the case of because in that case, of course, even if you got married, we would actually require you to get divorced. But it's going back to all the cases in the Bryce that said, for example, by the case of where the Bryce said, and the comment saying as follows, in all the cases that we just said, that you let get married, however, we would rather that you don't get married. And the Gemara continues to be to the next part of the Brysa. We first said that if there's a woman that's married to a ger and they were both gerim, then the din is that if she dies, that he would now be mutter to her mother-in-law because we say that could cut And Rashi said before, the cool highlight even though over here Lukhurid is a reason for Xera, and we should say that a person may get confused and think that a Yisrael is also mutter to marry their mother-in-law. We don't make such a Xera. And the Gemara will explain that in a moment. And the Ikadutani also say, however, some have the gear set in this Brysa that you also to your mother-in-law. So the Gemara says, One of these versions are going like Rabbi Shmuel, and one is going like Rabbi Kiva. And before continuing, let's speak out the machlekes between Rabbi Shmuel and Rabbi Kiva. As we know, there is no machlekes that a person cannot marry a woman and then marry her mother. You're not allowed to marry your mother-in-law. And if you do so, you'd be chay Yisreifa. However, there's machlekes between Rabbi Shmuel and Rabbi Kiva in a case where someone was married to a woman and then that woman died. Would you still be chay Yisreifa if you went and married her mother? You married your mother-in-law after your wife died. So Rabbi Shmuel said that you would still have a dinner strafer and Rabbi Kiva holds that even though your wife died, you still have the Issa and you're not allowed to go and marry your mother-in-law. However, if you do so, you will not be Chai Yisreifer. And therefore the Gemara explains, Manda Asak Rabbi Shmuel, the Manda Amen that says, Ger, that we ask him to his mother-in-law, that's going like Shita Rabbi Shmuel, that since Benigeya regular Yisrael, that Yisrael would be also to marry his mother-in-law and he would actually be Chai Yisreifer if he does so, even though his wife already died. Therefore, the Gabi Ger, God's Rabbanan. And that's why Rabbanan said that a Ger cannot marry his mother-in-law even though his wife died because since by Yisrael, the Issa would be an Issa Shreifa. So we said that a Ger also should not do so because maybe someone will confuse it and think that you're allowed to marry your mother-in-law after your wife died by Yisrael. However, However, the Brysa which had a version that said it would be mutter for a Ger to marry his mother-in-law after his wife died, that's going with Shittas Rabbi Kiva. And since Shittas Rabbi Kiva is that even by Yisrael, once his wife dies, even though, of course, he's still asked to marry his mother-in-law, but it's not going to be a chi of a sreifa. So therefore, where the wife of a ger died, we didn't make a xera, and we allowed the ger to marry his mother-in-law. And I entice the deal of Masel, what is this terror? Of course, there's still to be cursed. Because even if you're Rabbi Kiva, the only mean it is that there's no chi of sreifa over here. And Taisa says, that since the 
Lamaisa, the Issa's Wika, Lerotzacham Ligzabagirim, Laachamisa, that Chum didn't want to be Geiza, that a Ger can't marry his Momo after the death of his wife, even the Afmechayim Shari Menadin, since really a Ger can marry his wife's mother even while both of them are alive. And therefore, in a case where his wife died already, the Rabbanan did not make Exera. And we continue with the new Mishnah. Chamish Noshim Shins Avrolei the same. Hedilu Hatarubas Benosu Noshim Umesu. The Mishnah brings a case where there were five women, and each of these women had one child that was Vaday, their child. And let's call those five children Reuven, Shimon, Levi, Yehuda, and Yisachar. And aside from these Vaday children, each of these women had one other child from that same husband that they had the original child with. And then those last five children got mixed up, and now no one's sure which child this child belongs to. So to make this a little bit clearer, Reuven, Shimon, Levi, Yehuda, and Yisachar each had one other brother, which was their paternal brother, but they're not sure which of these children are actually their brother. And then the mission continued and said that these children that were mixed up, they went and got married at a later date once they became G'daylam. And then all these five children that were mixed up and we weren't sure who they belonged to, they all died. So now all of their wives fell the Yibam. So the din is, So at this point, Reuven, Shimon, Levi, and Yehuda would have to do Chalitza to this woman. If they were not her husband's brother, Minha'ab, then of course that Chalitza did nothing. And if one of these men were really her brother-in-law, then his chalitza would actually be valid. And now the fifth child could actually go and do yibum to this woman because it would actually work. If he's actually the brother of her husband, then it's an actual valid yibum. And it was and of course it's a valid yibum. And even on the tzad that this woman is actually not his sister-in-law, so then since one of the other men that did chalitza was her brother-in-law and he did a valid chalitza, so at this point she's mutalashuk and therefore this marriage will take effect and not as Zibam, but as a regular marriage. And the Mishnah then continues and says that since in this case we had a situation where all five of these men who were mixed up died, so therefore we have to discuss what happens to the next woman as well. And the Mishnah says, Hu and then he, as well as three of the other men, will go and do chalitza to the next woman, because again, we would say the same svarah, that Mimanushach, if one of these four men are not her brother-in-law, so then the chalitza was nothing. And on the tzad, that one of these four men are actually her brother-in-law, so then the chalitza is a valid chalitza. And then one of these men will go and do yibam. And at that point, again, we would have the same Manushach. On the side that he's actually her brother-in-law, then it's a valid yibam. And even on the side that he's not her brother-in-law, however, Lemaisa, one of the other men are definitely her brother-in-law, and they already perform chalitza, and now she's Muteris Lashuk, and therefore they could have a valid marriage, even though that, of course, that marriage is not going to be based on yibam, it would be based on having a regular marriage. And right away, over here, at the bottom of the Rashi, right before the Gemara, Rashi points out what the Gemara will tell us in a moment. That really, we don't have to say that it has to be a different person that goes and does yibam to each of these women. Really, the case could be that Reuven, Shimon, Levi, Yehuda will do chalitza to each of the women, and then Yisachar can go and do yibam to all of them because at the end result is Yisachar will be married to four of them based on a regular ishes, and one of these women will be Lemaisa, his brother's wife, and therefore he'll be Yitzah, the mitzvah of yibam, and he'll be married to her based on the mitzvah of yibam because she will be and Rashi brings the Gemara will say in a moment that it's better to do it in the manner that Mishnah said and the reason is because 
if five different men go and do Yibam or Habir with this woman, Lashem Ishus, then there's a possibility at least that all five we actually got the right woman and all five were Yitzhak and Mrs. Yibam and therefore it's better to do in this manner than to have Yisachar be the only one to have a Yibam with all five women because in that case the only one that is being Mekayim the Mitzvah of Yibam is Yisachar and strictly all the rest of the brothers are not being Mekayim Mrs. Yibam and the mission now says Nimtsu Abach Litzes V'yibam Lachal Achas V'achas and it comes out that all five women will have four Chalitzes as well as one Yibam and we begin the Gemara V'davka Michlis V'hadi Yivumi that the mission was Davka that said that four of these men have to do Chalitza first and then the one man can do Yibam of course you can't do Yibam first and of course this is Pasha to Kapaga B'yivam Lashuk because at that point there is a Tzad that maybe you're not her brother-in-law and if you're not her brother-in-law really she requires to have Yibam or Chalitza from one of the other men and by you having Yibam with her at this point you are possibly being over the Issa of Lysia Isa Mesachutza Lishzar and the Gemara continues and brings down the point that we said from Rashi why is it that when we get to the second woman that we say that the person that originally did Yibam to the first woman should go and do Chalitza together with three of the other men to this woman why can't we say that the four same men could do Chalitza and the same man that did Yibam to the first woman could also do a Bia with this other woman and Memanushach he will still be married to her and there was no Issa the Gemara answers like we said from Rashi don't say that one of them should do Yibam to all of them but we say that each one of them should try to do Yibam to one of these women because there at least is a potential that each of them will be Mekayim their mitzvah of Yibam if they all do a Yibam however if only one does a Yibam then the only one that certainly will be Mekayim Yibam is only that man and the rest of them definitely were not Mekayim the mitzvah of Yibam and the Gemara continues we learn and the Gemara right away is my comma what exactly is going on and what does this Bryce mean so I'm Rav Safra of Safra states this is what the Bryce means now really this didn't help us that much and Rashi therefore explains and since Rashi uses names in order to explain this we're going to use the same names as Rashi uses and the story is quite intricate and even though of course the story is talking about a situation where there were five men who were Vadoyan and there were also five men who were a Suffolk we will only discuss how this pertains to the one child that is the Vadai so Reuven was married to Rachel and then they had a child who is Yosef and that child never got mixed up and he is definitely the child of both Reuven and Rachel and then Reuven got married to Chana and they had a child named God now that child who's the paternal brother of Yosef actually got mixed up at some point and at this point Yosef is actually not sure who his actual paternal brother is then Reuven divorced Rachel and Rachel went and married Boaz now Rachel and Boaz had another child and that child's name was Usher and of course that child Boaz is Yosef's maternal brother and once again Usher got mixed up and at this point Yosef is not sure who his maternal brother is either and let's say aside from God and Usher getting mixed up there were also three other women that had children and those other children also got mixed up and now God Usher as well as those other three children went and got married and then they died without having children so now at this point there is no question that Yosef certainly has to do Yibam Ochlitza to God's wife because it's his paternal brother but he's not sure which one of these men is actually his paternal brother so there's a suffix over here and even though in our Mishnah we stated that if all the other men go and do Chalitza to the other four women that there's a suffix on then there's no problem for Yosef to go and do Yibam to the last woman because Memanashach he won't have any Issa it's either his brother's wife or she's Mutlashuk however in this case Yosef actually can never do Yibam at all because we need to be Chayshish that maybe this woman that he's actually doing Yibam to is 
not his paternal brother's wife. It's not actually his brother God's wife. And this woman may not even be a woman that's not related to him at all, but maybe it's actually his brother Usher's wife, and then it's his maternal brother's wife. And of course, even though his maternal brother died without any children, there is no din that he's mutatar even after Misa, there is no din of Yibam on your maternal brother's wife. And therefore, there would be a possible chi of Karas over here. And therefore, in this case, Yosef actually cannot be one of the people that would actually do Yibam to one of these women. He would actually have to do Chalitza to all five of these women. And when Rav says, Achim and Ami Amim, he is not referring to Yosef, he's referring to any of the other men that certainly have a paternal brother in this mixture, but they certainly don't have a maternal brother in this mixture, then they can do Yibam after the other men all did Chalitza. And the Bryson now teaches us, Mixas and Kainim, Mixas and Shein and Kainim, Kainim Chaltim, Shein and Kainim Yamin. As we know, a Kain is also to a Chalutza. And therefore, let's just give a very simple case. In this case, you had Reuven, Shimon, Levi, Yehuda, and Yisachar. And let's say Reuven was actually a Kain. So in this case, we understand that since we need to have Chalitza from four of these men, and on the side that one of these men were actually her brother in law, and therefore the Chalitza actually was a valid Chalitza, so then this woman is a Chalutza, and therefore that Kain cannot do Yibam. And therefore, any Kain that's in this mixture will never be able to do Yibam and will only be able to do Chalitza. And therefore, if you take both of these different dinim that we just said, the first case where we had Yosef, that not only did he have a paternal brother in this mixture, but he also had a maternal brother in this mixture, and some of these men were also Kahanim, and therefore they were also to a Chalutza. And as the Gemara says, Miksasa Kahanim, Miksasa Akim and Aim, then the men who are Kahanim, and any of these men, for example, like Yosef, that has a potential that one of these women are his maternal brother's wife, then the dim will be that they can only do chalitza and they cannot do yibum, and we will stop over here.